Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. The fall equinox is tomorrow. Oh my God. It's the last day of summer. And I know some of you are going, oh man. And some of you are going, yay. (laughs) So all dependent on your energy. For me, this is a time of celebration. September is when the rock show comes into to Denver and I get all my crystals and my candy, my crystal candies, you know, rebuild up on new rocks, getting introduced to them and the time of going within. This is a really an important time of reflection. Everyone always thinks that equinoxes are like this long day events. And a lot of people will celebrate it like that. A lot of cultures celebrate equinoxes for the whole day until sunrise, until sunset, or even into midnight. Even though it's not the case. It's the fall equinox is when the sun crosses the earth's celestial equator and when night and day are exactly the same length, 12 and 12. They're exactly the same length of time. And it marks the first day of autumn. It has been a time for harvesting. This is a time you see if you do gardens, you see that your plants are starting to kind of die off. You know, they're letting you know, hey, come and harvest. This is going to be my last bounty that I'm going to get ready for you. And we're, we're getting ready to prepare for winter. So how does that look? Some of us may be going through our, our closets and pulling out those jeans and those nice little cozy sweaters. And I know I've been finding my big cozy blanket to wrap up when I'm watching TV shows. It's that time of getting ready for going internal, going within. This energy is so powerful vibration of harmony between the time of creation, which is night, and the time of manifestation, which is day. So when those two are equal, manifestation and creation, what a powerhouse of energy that we get to work with tomorrow, right? Or even starting today, start thinking of those intentions. This is the time when you hear seed intentions. Guess what? We're seeding these tomorrow because that's what we want sprouting in the spring. Be very intentional. Be very thoughtful of what you want to bring in. Don't limit that. Don't limit how this expression is supposed to look at all. Think about what you want to create and what you want to manifest. Remember, they're two different things. Manifestation is actually bringing it into life form where creation is where you're building it into that point. Make it solidified. You know, it's like when you're doing a craft project and you're building it up in pieces. That's what's the difference between creation. And people always get nervous when there's a lot of chaos energy. And right now, literally, our planet has probably the densest chaos energy that I've ever felt ever. But to me, when I feel that energy, it is about the possibilities of creation. We're in that creation phase. We're in that creation of possibilities of a a higher consciousness, a higher awareness, a higher spirituality, where this work will no longer be on, you know, on the sidelines or considered woo-woo. It will be actually the mainstream ideas, thoughts, energies that are out there. But in that process to get there, We have to shed what no longer serves us. And in that shedding, it's not always pretty. I always tell people to think of it like when you see a building being demolished. When a building gets demolished, 
it's, you know, it's exploding dirt, grit, everything's going everywhere. Rebels going everywhere. It's just a mess. Right. And then you have to clean up, you have to clean up and remove all that recycle, reuse and get it cleaned up. And then you have a clean place to work from. Well, that's kind of what we're kind of going through with this earth's energy right now. She is going through a shedding what no longer serves and hoping, I'm hoping an awakening to others to realize how important not only our personal free will is, but the conscious free will and that we are all connected. And when people think of connection, they think it means us being the same. And that's absolutely not the case. Spiritly purpose made us unique. It purposely made us little snowflakes that we each have our unique pattern, print, vibration, feel that is beautiful. Each of us are meant to be a different expression. We're not meant to be cookie cutters and follow the same paths, truths, or beliefs. So we're not meant to have that, that same expression. So when we have someone that has polar views than us, and right now we're really seeing this divisions between polar views, plural morality and politics, and you name it, we're, we're seeing a huge things of this polarity of opposite ends. And instead of being mad about, oh, why can't they be like this? Or why can't they be like that? It's about learning to have both perspectives and coming to the center and balance. And that's what the equinox totally represents. It's about the balance between those two energies. It's representing the shedding of the old and to go into your soul and to start anew. That's why spirit gives us this time of, you know, we get darkness sooner. We go and the weather is starting to shift and change. It's really meant for us to really go deep down inside and go into this really deep reflection. And the leaves are falling right now because the trees are no longer holding this energy of the earth either. They can maintain in it through spring and through the summer, but they too have their limits and have to shed and let go. And it's time for them to go into that hibernation piece. It's really important that you honor these days. We had the full moon last night. We're going to have the fall equinox tomorrow. And it's like this immense energy of release, literally. And then if you look at the astrology of it, we're in the Pisces position in the sky and Pisces all is around water. And if you know the energy and connection with water, it's emotions. So this one is really calling us to really go in deeply and have a deep reflection of our emotions, to acknowledge our emotions, to acknowledge that they're within us. I'll give you an example. I was on my healing mat doing the color therapy. It's, and I was like, sitting there, I felt, I was like, okay, is there anything that I'm blocking? And I felt this anger start to rise. And I was like, oh, where is this seated? And then they showed me an event that happened at Sweat Lodge. And I was like, okay, what does it really deserve this anger or is it more of an annoyance? But no, I was angry. And I had to have clarification and had to have a heart talk with someone to realize and let that go. And once I did, I was able to shed it. But even in that process, it was something that was here and now. I had to ask the questions, is this here or is this being triggered for something in my past? You got to remember, our brain doesn't remember that that was 10, 15 years ago. What our brain remembers is, 
oh, I remember that feeling. I don't like that. And it reminds me of this event when I didn't feel safe. So I'm going to give you that same warning of beware, go into fire or flight mode. Our brain doesn't know the difference. And so you literally, when you're feeling emotions, it's really important to start asking yourself, is this something valid here, right here now that I'm having this emotional reaction? Or am I being triggered to something that happened in my past? And especially we're in this water, massive astrology, energy of emotion, your emotions are going to be kind of bubbling up and shifting through. Okay. We are in the middle of this opportunity of change that I was talking about and spiritual expansion. And what do I mean by the spiritual expansion? We're being called to be aware, not only of our physical body, but especially our energetic bodies to work with our energy bodies in more profound ways. That's our auric field, our chakras, our meridians. We got to start really paying attention to those because we think they're so separate, but they're like a coin. We have our physical body and then we have our energetic body. They go hand in hand. You can't separate the two and they balance each other. And when we're talking about the balance, like the equinox brings of where it's equal light and equal day, well, it's the same with our physical and our energetic bodies about learning to have the balance between the two. And this is a time to really look at what no longer is serving you. What is no longer calling your voice or you just, you feel that shift in that relationship or that friendship or that partnership or even that work. What is shifting? You could be doing an exercise thing that you've done for years. And then all of a sudden it doesn't have the same vibe or feeling in your body. You're being called to do something different. These are the pieces that I really want you to start looking at. I found this beautiful poem that I wanted to share with you guys. The time has come for the fading of the sun and darkness sweet embrace. The moonlight rays showering upon my soul. Autumn's chills with the sting of frost. And when the air gives me her first chilly kiss, golden leaves sprinkle the ground. I give my thanks for the seeds that have grown and been harvested. I am ready to face winter's dark slumber and the reawaking of my soul when the spring breaks free. Thank you for the shift in me. That was a poem that Gaia gave to me when I sat with her a few years ago. And it's still, no matter what, it still resonates to this day. Give gratitude for all the abundance and things that did come into your life this last year, even if it was difficult, even if it was a challenge. There is always gifts somewhere in there. There's always bits of harvest. And now we're being called to go in again. We're being called to go, you know, plant those seeds and intentions of manifestation and creation and how that will take. And I want you to look at the abundance in your life. I want you to take a second right now and really reflect where has abundance really been sprinkled into your life and how do you feel like it will continue to be sprinkled into your life? So go ahead and take a second and think about that. Now, I also want you to look at the balance in your life. At what point you when, when this day and night are almost equal, I want you to see your life like that scale. And I want you to think of what can you add more joy in? Where can you add more work-life balance? Where can you bring in more speaking your truth from a place of heart? Where can you bring in these other pieces to really help do that, to really bring in that balance. And it can be little things. It can be just like 
okay, tonight when I get home from work, instead of rushing and having to focus on dinner right away, I'm going to go take a 10 minute walk around in nature. I'm going to go be mindful before I start my dinner. I'm going to be mindful of my energy before I even bring it into my home. Because if I had a rough day, I don't want to bring chaotic energy or a frustration energy into my haven, into my sanctuary. And so I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to just go walk around the block and do some deep breaths and bring that energy down, bring it more centered and connect to our sacred mother to let her know, hey, I'm here. I'm here to receive. Another way you can bring in balance. Maybe you know that work is no longer fitting you. And there's such a fear of like, well, I'm invested. I have retirement. I have my benefits. I have, I've been here so long. What would I do? Don't be cemented with the work that you do. If you're truly shifting into a new way, spirit will guide you. Literally one of the jobs I had, they were just treating me horrible. And I was just, I can't do this. And I quit quit without notice. And I have never done that. I've worked full time since I was 15 years old. And I just, when I was walking in, I was getting chest pains. I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, what am I doing to myself? What am I doing? I just heard the word trust. And I went in, went into HR and said, here, I'm done. And just walked out. And I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? I just left my job of 10 years that I totally have everything for. And literally that night, when people found out I left, I had other companies calling me and I had a job offer that night for another company that was more suited to my vibration. It was no longer about the corporate feel. It was more about the caring about the patient and their needs. And that's what resonated with me. So I did have a job. Now, will that happen for everybody? No, but that doesn't mean these amazing doors aren't open that you can walk through. How many times were you given opportunities in your life that you chose not to walk through because you had fear? Would anyone like to share their story with that? Where fear has kept you from either choosing a job, going on an adventure, choosing to learn a new spiritual path. How scary that is. Oh, we have one from someone from choosing a college when I was college age. Perfect, right? Sometimes we tend to choose colleges that keep us close to home because we're afraid to go away from home. Or we go to a college that all our friends are at versus the one that would really move us into that area that we wanted to study. Mine was, I was told to go into nursing, that I would always have a job in nursing, that I, no matter where I was, I would, and even halfway through nursing, when I took psychology, I loved it, but I was told there's no degrees, there's no success in psychology. Are you crazy? You won't ever find a job. You won't be successful. Well, guess what most of my work is in psychology and energy healing. Would I ever, do I regret that decision? No, because I met many fantastic, amazing people on this journey and on this path. And then the other piece is it made me grow. Being a hospice nurse really helped me embrace death in a way, and it took away its fear from me. So now death to me is a beautiful journey. And I don't ever see death as a going away. I see 
death is a birth of going back home, going back to the source that we belong. To me, that's what death means. And that's where that experience gave me. Am I always curious what it, what would I have done if I explored a different avenue? Absolutely. But I don't let that stay as wank anchors because guess what? That's what I can do now. If I want to go study, I can go study at school. I can go. There's no limitations of what I can't do. The only person that can limit me is me and my fears if I allow them to. And this is another curious piece. I didn't step into teaching for probably about eight years, guys. My guides were on me for over eight years to step into being a teacher in this energy work and these different modalities and different teachings. And I didn't do it because I was like, well, someone knows it better than me. They're more experienced. Um, I'm not that good at this. Nobody, nobody will nobody will connect with me. But that was all my stuff. That wasn't anyone else's stuff out there. That was all me right here. And until I worked on some of my self-value, my self-confidence, that's how I allowed that to be a block. It wasn't anybody else saying that to me. That was my own inner thoughts, my own inner dialogue. And that is one of the pieces that we're going to shed tonight. We're going to be working with those negative thought patterns that we tend to talk about, that we tend to hold on to and how they can be blocks in our lives and keep us from moving forward. And with this being said, I'm going to start with a little story and then we're going to move into some questions and then into a meditation. All right, we, let's do the meditation and then we'll end with some questions, okay? This one's called the anxious leap. And when you think about this, think about how the story applies into many aspects of our lives, okay? Once upon a time, there was a little leaf. They were heard crying and sighing on the leaf. And when the gentle wind blown, that sound of tears and sighs were moved to the twigs and branches. And so the twig asked, what is the matter, little leaf? And the leaf said, the wind just told me that one day it's going to pull me off and throw me down to die on the ground. I don't want to die. Twig told the little branch it was going to be okay. And the tree started to sing and started to hum to the little leaf. Do not be afraid. You will not have to go until you're ready to go. We are here. We love you. And so the leaf stopped sighing and the leaf let it go and stopped thinking about it. And he started to collect the rays of the sun and he changed it into food for the tree. And he also released O2 for all the animals and the humans that lived close by. He knew he had a super important job to do. And every time the tree shook itself and stirred up all its leaves, the branches shook themselves. And the little twig shook itself. The little leaf danced in joy and, and just bounced around with the energy. And he knew he was connected to all of them. Nothing ever pulled him off. And so he just grew and grew as the summer started to pass. Then the days of autumn started to come. And the leaf started to notice that all the leaves around him started to change colors. <gasps> They're changing colors. They're so pretty. Wow, that one's red. That one's purple. And then he looked at himself. Oh, I have some scarlet and yellow in me. Wow. And the tree says, because it's getting close to your time, close to my time. And then the little leaf remembered the story. All these leaves are getting ready to fly away. And they're putting all their colors of joy to let everybody know that they did a great job. 
and they loved being a leaf. Then the little leaf began to want to let go too and grew very beautiful and his color starting to grow more into color. And he noticed though, that the twig itself wasn't changing any color. It was still staying gray. And he's like, but why aren't the branches changing colors? Well, we must still keep our work here. We have our work clothes on still. Our life cycle is not done. But your clothes for the holidays is all dressed and ready to go and to celebrate because your tasks are ready to be over, are ready to change into a different tasks. And just then a little puff of wind came and the leaf let go without thinking. He just let go down, down, dancing in the wind, down, down until it hit the ground among all these piles of leaves. And then he heard a beautiful woman's voice that welcomed the leaf and told him what a beautiful job he did for collecting the sun rays, feeding the tree, and singing songs when the wind played through it. The leaf started to have some fear again. But I don't know. I'm scared. I've never done this before. This is no, 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 no. I don't want to do this. She said, you'll be fine. I'm here. I'm with you. And then he started to fall, feel drowsy and fell asleep. And he felt his body start to change. His essence started becoming part of the ground. And he felt her sacred mother starting to take his energy into hers. And as spring came, he remembers opening his eyes into a little bud. What I love about the story is it talks about fear, but in a playful, fun way. This is actually a children's story, and I just love it because it reminds us when we go to things that we're not familiar with or we don't know or someone explains something to us in a fearful way, how it can embody fear into our space, into our own essence. And that can keep us from doing the job or work that we need to do on this self-evolution of spirit of why we're here the self-growth. How many of you heard some of the spiritual work was negative or it was, you know, I've heard, even heard things like, oh, that's the devil's work and crazy, you know, stuff like that. Has anyone had an experience like that through their friends and family? And you're welcome to text me the answer if you want to. Fear can be a huge block. Fear can keep us from moving and choosing where we need to go. Literally, I was told for over eight years to be a teacher, like in my early 20s, and I didn't do it. And here I am 48 and finally fully stepping into what I'm supposed to do. I also believe there was a lot of my own stuff I had to work through to get there. Don't let fear ground you or let take away from the experience you're meant to be. Because remember, once he let that fear go, he was able just to enjoy being who he was, being a leaf on the tree and getting to do that. And then when it was his time to let go, he did. He just let go. But when his fear came in again, it was when he was on the ground and he wasn't sure what was going to happen next. We're afraid of the unknown because we don't, we're, we're conditioned to have the expectation to know what's going to happen next to, to control. It's like when those people read the end of the back of the story of a book and so they can feel like they have some sense of control of the story, but they're missing the beautiful unfolding of that story, of the surprise, the twists and turns until it gets to that beautiful climactic end. 
And that's the same with our lives. And this is why I want you to kind of look at this, this fall equinox of releasing what no longer are serving you. What fears, shames, or guilts do you still hold on and you still carry? Remember, these aren't meant for us to carry. They're only there for us to remind us something's not working or that we have to work on an emotion. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to, you know, why am I feeling guilty about this? Where is something that I need to have accountability for? I'll give you an example. When I was talking to a friend with a group of friends and the person was talking about something I just love with the sound and frequencies. I'm going down my own rabbit hole with that whole healing. And I actually cut them off. And I, that was not my intention. I was just excited. Oh God, someone's researching the same stuff I am. Someone doing the same and they've read the same study and excited. And I didn't realize I cut them off until afterwards. And so then I had to have a conversation the next day where I had to pick up the phone and say, hey, this was not my intention. Not at all. I was just so excited to hear someone be on the same thing that I, I'm diving into. And I, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to take away your voice. I did not mean to cause any offense. And they were just like, oh, I didn't take it that way at all. It was nice to see you excited. So I was happy that, but I knew I still had that accountability to hold up to. I want everyone to get comfy, get comfy in the things. I'm going to turn off my video. I can do this meditation with you guys. Get comfy. I'm going to get some music on now. The one that I was guided to is actually rain and falling leaves. As rain is connected to the releasing of emotions and the falling leaves is all about letting go, just releasing and shifting what no longer serves us. I will go ahead and want you to go ahead and take a deep breath in and release. This next deep breath in, I want you to think of something you've been worrying about, something that you've been kind of weighing on your shoulders this week, something that's just been nagging at you, kind of breathe that in and release. Now this deep breath, we're going to breathe in and we're going to hold for four seconds and then breathe out for four. So breathe in. One, two, three, four, hold. One, two, three, four, and breathe out. And we're going ahead and breathe in again and release. Go ahead and shake your, your toes, your thighs, your hips your chest area, wiggle your arms, your shoulders, your neck. Just relax, move it, get rid of any of that tension. See it breaking up in that space with those movements. And then again, take a deep breath in and release. And I want you to go ahead and scan your body. Take a second to see if there's any place in your body that has any form of tension, tightness, heaviness, focus now on that piece of that body part and see it cutting like cords. See them being cut like streams, just being sprung. Cut, cut, cut. 
And feel this relaxation starting to move completely into your space. And you just feel this relaxation starting to move into your body. Letting go, releasing. And then I want you to start moving into your mind eyes, a little cobble path that's going up a hill. And it has these beautiful cobblestones. And you can see they were so delicately placed that made this beautiful pattern going up this hill. And each step you take, you feel your body choosing to relax. Further up this little hill, you feel a deeper sense of relaxation. Feeling like you're becoming part of this area and space. And as you go up and up, you notice this huge, beautiful oak tree standing on a hill. And this oak tree is waving its leaves at you in the wind, whispering in the wind a welcome. And you hear your name being whispered. This tree is so happy you're here today. And as you get closer and closer, you notice there's this perfect spot run right under this oak tree that's designed for you to either sit or lay on. And it just looks so comfy. And I want you to go ahead and connect and sit and lay under this tree for a second and feel its energy. And you can feel this energy starting to come up from the vibration of the tree roots. You start to feel it just like a tingling little light sensation starting to move through your body into your space. And you know this ancient tree is connecting to you. You know this tree is feeding you energy. And you hear the message from the tree that it's time to take charge of your life, to take charge of your mind and your thoughts, that you are the most powerful energetic being and you can shift your reality with your thoughts and your emotions. You are beautiful, you are creative, you are powerful. And you just feel this energy and vibration moving through your space. And it's making you think on things in your life to be grateful for. I am grateful for my health because it allows me to be stand and walk on this earth. I'm thankful for my family 
to remind me about connections from my heart space. I'm thankful for my job because it gives me the financial abundance to do the things that I love and nurtures me. I'm thankful for my pets because they show me unconditional love and energy and vibration. I am thankful for my friends because they make me feel completed and supported. And I want you to take this next minute to think of anything else that you're grateful for in your life and how it brings balance into it. And now you gently hear whisper from the tree saying it's now time to shed any of the fears, shame or guilt that you carry. It's time to release them now. And I want you to think of those pieces that are haunting you, that bother you, that keep you up at night, that play over and over in your head. And now it's time to let that go and give it to the tree roots of this beautiful tree. Think about it, think of the feelings and it will start to dissipate from your body and have the intention of letting it go like the leaf letting go of the tree.
And you can feel this amazing energy starting to shift in your body. This night lightness starts to fill you from head to toe. And as you look up into the leaves above you, you start to see this golden energy starting to come down and looks like little raindrops. But as they touch you, they feel warm. They feel soothing. And you can start to feel it all over your body. This nice, gentle rain that's starting to come down on you. And you hear the tree tell you how loved you are. That you are enough. You are sacred. Your light and essence is here to shine forth. We love your light. We love your energy. And you just feel this immense feeling of love, forgiveness, and compassion. Go all the way down into your body, into the cellular level. You can feel like your cells are almost buzzing with this energy. And just sit and enjoy this feeling as this tree is offering this golden rain feeling. And the tree says, if you have a question that you've been wanting answered, now's the time to ask her. She will answer you. She now tells you she has a gift for you. And as you look up, you see a leaf floating down, down, landing right into your, the center of your palms. And as you look at the leaf, it changes into the gift. We now give gratitude for the tree. We stand up and we feel just this immense feeling of shedding has happened, of letting go, what no longer serves, and feeling this energy of a newness in our space, a new awareness that of love and acceptance, a feeling of self-assurance that you haven't felt in a while. 
and you start to walk towards the cobble path. And you start to walk down, becoming more and more each step aware of your body and my voice in this room, feeling more aware of the sensations in your body, becoming more aware of how you feel. And you can see now you're ready to start moving your bodies, wiggling your fingers and toes, and open your eyes nice and slow. Welcome back, everyone. No, none of these meditations that are due are ever written down. These are always guided from literally right here with source with you at here and now. And how beautiful that you got this beautiful healing from an oak tree from the, for the fall equinox. I was like, oh, that sounds so beautiful. And I could just feel the energy as that rain was sprinkling down on you. I could feel this immense energy of love and compassion coming into your guys' space. Okay, I'm going to turn this off. All right, guys, now's questions time. I would love to hear any questions, like any of this conversation kind of stirred in your mind of like, well, how does this signify? Or, you know, hmm, this made me think of this. I would love to have this open dialogue. I'm going to go ahead and unmute everyone. So if you want to talk that you can, and if you don't, if you want to stay muted, that's okay too. Tomorrow night, I encourage you, remember, it's all about balance. I really want you to sit down tonight before you go into any kind of ceremony or whatever you're going to do with yourself tomorrow and think really in my life, where do I want to bring balance? Where do I want this reflected? Where do I feel I'm off balance? And then I want you to think of the other pieces of your little scale of how can you bring into that balance? What are the, some of the pieces? You may not have all the answers. What are those big overall pieces that you can put on that to maybe balance it? And then we can start kind of exploring and piecing that out to see how we can bring in more of that balance of awareness, you know, spirituality, emotional balancing, mental balancing, physical, nutritional, you name it. It's on so many different levels. I would love to hear anyone's experience with that meditation. That's what brings me joy to hear what you either received or your message or your little gift that you got. So if anyone's willing to share, I, you know, I'd love to hear it. I had just a really big release, like lots of tears. Yay! Tears are water, emotion. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Stevie. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I have the question of how do you intertwine your gift to acquaintances and to your family? What I've learned is when we just actually are just the reflection of who we are. When we try to force anything, it's, it's, you're just going to cause an area to be blocked. When I just fully just expressed who I am, there's, there's no hiding who I am. I'm what you see is what you guys get literally in my newsletters and everything in every, in my life. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. And I do talk about those pieces of where I struggle and the emotional challenge or mental challenges I have, but I learned with my own expression and the gifts that are given to me, it's never forced 
judged on anyone. When people come to say, oh, this person needs to have a reading with you. Can you do a reading on them? No, because they need to come to me and ask for that permission. They need to come to me to do that. It's never, oh, I got this message for you. Say, I would do that with people that are really in my inner collective, like my children, my husband, or my best friend. And it's always with permission. Hey, I received this. Or do, you, do you want to hear it? And do you want to receive it? And when I realized when I stopped trying to have this battle of trying to convince people, and I hope this is what the question's entailing. I hope I'm not going off on another tangent since I'm not even directed towards this, but this is what I'm, this is the energy I'm feeling from this question. When we try to make people see who we are or accept us who we are, that's when we're going to get more walls and blocks of energies. When we're just that re um, reflection, they're going to start going, huh? I want more information on that. Why, why are you doing so much better with this event that we went through where everyone else is really angry, really frustrated, and you're more like more forgiving and understanding that this person may be going through a really difficult time in their life and they're projecting that energy out. And so then that's how they're going to start engaging in different ways. Perfect example. I love rocks. I love crystals love them. Like if you come to my house, they're everywhere because they sing to me. I love their energy. My husband could not understand this obsession. And so instead of trying to force it, I started giving him small little ones that I knew he could work with that he enjoyed. And now he goes to the rock show with me and it's so much fun. Now I have this partner and I didn't force that on him. I wasn't, I was just like, just see how it feels in your life. See what it does. And didn't try to force anything. You, so you can give them those kind of bits and things for that. I hope that kind of, Tanya, does that, is that kind of what you were looking for with that question? I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so much. Tree roots. Someone just mentioned about tree roots, wrapping them in a hug. When we actually look at the scientific things with tree roots, it's phenomenal. Tree roots connect to each other. It's literally scientists are starting to validate like the movie Avatar where they connect to the other tree roots underneath the ground and feed and support. And they will literally start supporting another tree that is dying or needs more nutrients. If you look at our nervous system, it's literally like tree roots. When I did my ayahuasca sit last, I'm coming on my one year of when I did that sit last year, I was in the middle of full-blown pandemic doing a vision quest. <laughs> Crazy me. But the trees really came and spoke to me and they showed me how in their tree roots, they will shed their own leaves to help us do our own shedding. They themselves connect our energy with our energy and through shedding their leaves, they're able to help us shed as well. And when you just said that with the tree roots, I had to share that story because that's so phenomenal. And the more we connect to trees, the more you're going to see this energy starting to shift with you. You're going to see this different energy with the plants and the medicine and the herbs working with you. Go sit at a tree at a park. I have a few favorite ones and they literally know me by name. I go over there and I can hear them sing. They sing my name. It's beautiful. And I just put my back against their root. And I always bring a gift. That's another thing. I'll bring them rose quartz or some other kind of rock or stone. And if I don't have a gift, I give my hair. I give pieces of me and I sit with them and I just say, connect me with your energy, infuse me. And there's sometimes like I've had a really bad backache because I had to be standing for so long or the shoes I wore was not good or whatever was going on and said, please, I need to ask for your healing. 
can you please infuse some of your energy into my spine? I'm struggling. I'm not kidding you. There hasn't been one time I haven't walked and gotten up that I felt so much better. And even if the gifts aren't still there, I always say they go to people that needed them. Even if that rock wasn't there the next time I go, someone else needed it. And so I never stay connected to it because a tree is so giving that it just will always give. And we got to remember that when we're working with it. And so when you're thinking of that, when you're feeling frustrated, think of those tree roots again, hugging you, embracing you, helping you. So we have one that says a red maple leaf fell in my hand and the gift I received was an amethyst. And I was wondering how many of your guys' gifts was going to um, transfer and change. And amethyst is such a connecting stone. The mat that I bought is mostly made of amethyst because it is that beautiful connection, that high vibration of our crown energy. And as we're connecting to this higher consciousness and awareness, I'm not surprised that it's amethyst at all. And it was placed on your third eye. See, there you go. About connecting, seeing clearly, doing that connection. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. Oh, and someone didn't see an oak. They saw a willow tree. We use willow for our sweat lodges because they are so flexible. And they are so nurturing and caring. They shield you. So I love that someone else had a willow tree versus an oak tree. Oh, that's just great. That's amazing. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. We're at our time. So I appreciate. I always believe time is the greatest resources we can give someone. I always feel blessed when people join and come together. If you liked this event and the podcast, I have donations you can do at Venmo and are buy me a coffee. And those are both on my website. I just appreciate you guys. And I'm always so blessed to have you guys as my spirit family and my community. You guys have an amazing and blessed fall equinox tomorrow.